Hello and welcome to Dining In with Mike and Stacy. This show is about the psychology of weight management and it's our goal to help you lose weight and never have to lose it again. Episode 11 here and we are continuing on the cognitive behavioral uh, method that we've started talking about in episode 10 and as I mentioned at the beginning of that episode this is the gold stuff guys is you're going to be so happy to have learned this because it is so powerful and Mike one of the things I wanted to talk about is if we are having problematic thoughts that are kind of you know messing all of our goals all these things we want to accomplish if there are thoughts that are messing with that how are we going to figure out what that is and how to change them so oftentimes we can we can see what our, our, our experience, our emotion, and our behaviors that are causing us problems, and then work backwards to the thought that's bringing, bringing or giving us oh, those like emotions mm-hmm. and and behaviors. So if we continue to see that we're having anxiety in the situation, and we don't want to have anxiety in that situation anymore, that's it's not helping us be productive in our lives. Then we can say, okay. Well, let me sit down with that anxiety a little bit, that situation, have coffee with it and kind of say, okay, um, I'm having anxiety here. I'm going to invite you into the door, in, in through the door, into the coffee shop and let's sit down and think about this a little bit and experience that emotion and understand then that you'll probably identify the thoughts that are leading to that anxiety and they may be, oh, you're going to fail. Or people have told you you're not not good at this. And there's going to be all these thoughts that creep up when you're sitting there having coffee with your emotions. It's one of my favorite ways to kind of deal with uh, anxiety or an emotion is you just sit with that thought or that emotion and just kind of experience it. And the thoughts will start to flood over you and say, wow, you know, this is what I was really thinking in that situation. You'll realize those thoughts weren't good thoughts. And they probably aren't true thoughts either. They're just crappy thoughts that you need to discard from your brain. And the more you sit with it, the more you learn about it, the more you're going to be able to conquer it and reframe it so that it's something that is helpful to you because thoughts that are not serving you are thoughts you need to jettison immediately. So let's retrain our brains to think. You can kind of have a similar thought that means something different. Like, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like the words you use are really important to uh, yeah. understanding or to how. Like I can say someone's lazy, or we can say they're relaxed, right? They kind <laughs> of mean the same thing, right? Sure, but I, I think that what we want to do is we want to be honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people always say, "Well, if you tell me to think positive." You know, then I'm going to be lying to myself. And I always want to say, well, the crappy things you just told me you say to yourself are complete lies too. Mm -hmm. They're just lying in a super negative way. And so let's not lie to ourselves either way. Let's find, let's reframe those thoughts in a meaningful way that is pretty accurate, but also leading towards the positive realm. And then as our brain starts to go through this thought, emotion, behavior, outcome, all of a sudden, then the the brain will start to say, "Wow, I'm having better outcomes when I have this thought." Then we develop a confidence in those new thoughts, and then we can say, "I'm going to be successful," or "I always get my work done," rather than saying, 
you're going to be a failure today and you're never going to get all this work done and you're going to screw up and you're going to be late and everyone's going to be angry with you. And now you're going to be able to say, no, once I start having the thought that I can get my work done and now that's leading to less anxiety, so now I perform better and so now my behavior is better and now I've got a better outcome, then your brain feeds that back in and says, Mike, you're not a complete loser. Actually, you're quite productive. And then we start to gain confidence in those new thoughts and beliefs and then we're off to the races. Yes. Races. <laughs> well, one of the things I would say, and my staff will get a kick out of this, but one of the things that I want people to understand is, is that I practice this stuff as well and, and, and practice what I preach. And I, I talked to my staff a while ago and said to them, when I, when I seem like I'm getting overwhelmed and stressed, and, and I'm starting to get frustrated and kind of verbal or and I look that way, I always want them to remind me that, hey, you chose this. Suck it up kind of thing. Because that's right. I did choose the life that I have and I chose the job that I have and I chose the projects because I always could have said no. But I choose that. And once we say I chose that, that's a really simple way to just say, yeah, okay, cool. I chose it. I made so, a decision. Yeah. So I own it and I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it work. And that's such a wonderful thing when we when we say, well, I chose that. As opposed to saying, oh, it's so overwhelming. No, you chose it. You're getting paid to do a job. You, you Just choose it. Just feel comfortable and, with that. And by the way, 99.9% of the time, you accomplish everything you need to accomplish and you and you do a good job with it so you have to give yourself a break over that 0.1% of the time that <laughs> you right. maybe didn't hey we're all human right okay we're going to we're not perfect we're going to make mistakes let's not focus on those mistakes let's rather rather focus on the hundreds of thousands of times that we do things great wonderful right get things done all of that um, and I think that one of the things that you talked about earlier was about um, maybe in a previous episode that we may have screwed up on or not. Can't really remember <laughs> right now. But we can, is, is you talked about what happens when we do have an epic fail. Right, yeah. So can you ta take happen. me through what you were talking about then? Hmm. <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> well, I, I mean, it was awesome. Well, no, I don't remember. What did I say? Okay, it, it was, was brilliant. Give me, the, it was give, brilliant. Me, give me just a little. Well, you you said that you could sit with that thought, that failure. Oh, well, and and you. Well, you right. Learn. You just yeah. So you learn from it. It's it's like if if you make a big mistake, then and and you have those internal thoughts. Oh, I'm such a jerk. I'm such a loser. I can't believe I did that. But if you take the time to really sit with it and you think about it, and you think, yeah. That hurt. I didn't like how that felt when I screwed up. That's not who I really am. And so now that I can really look back, I can see where I messed up and I'll make the adjustment so I don't make that mistake again. And that hopefully will translate into more confidence and, you know, never having make having to make that mistake again. Right. So we have to learn about what thoughts are really creating those problems for us. And one of the things uh, most of the people listening on this podcast are Green Bay Packer fans and they would never want 
uh, Devontae Adams to go out there and right before the play to say, gosh, I hope I don't drop this. I'll probably drop this play and lose the game. I hope I, I, hope I don't do that. I hope I don't drop this pass. That thought is not going to be helpful. And he's not and, going to have that thought, by the way. He's going to have the thought of, I'm going to catch this. I catch everything. I catch I catch everything. it all the time. Yep. Now, is he completely accurate in that thought? No. No, because he's going to drop. But he's, but he's also saying, I'm going to be positive about this, and I have to believe in my hands. I, get a, I have to believe in my brain and my body. And he's done it so many times that he's practiced it that he has confidence in that thought and that belief. Well, and when you think about it, anytime you, I mean, these elite athletes who are the best in the world, whenever you hear them interviewed, you, they don't, you don't ever hear them saying, eh, I'm not very good at that. <laughs> I'm so-so. You, you I was expecting saying, to miss that kick. Yeah, right, exactly. They say, they say, yeah, I have 100% confidence in myself and in my teammates. And that's the, you have to have that sort of a mentality to have the level of success they're having. And by the way, all of us should be thinking that way, whether we're elite athletes or not, which of course none of us are, we are still, we need to be elite in our lives and in our own successes, we have to really be thinking of ourselves that way. This is elite Stacy. this is elite Mike, this is elite anyone out there. You yeah. have to be thinking of yourself that way and always thinking, I'm gonna be successful, I'm not gonna let you know, the fact that somebody doesn't believe in me influence whether I'm su successful or not. Because Absolutely. Boy, will it feel good to rub it in their faces when I am. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of issues there. Uh, so, but that, that is what we want to, we want to be thinking about being elite or being super successful and, and not just being average. And we talked about that in one of our previous yeah. podcasts. The first one, I believe, yeah. impressive, 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 impressive success. Because yeah. we have to really strive for that. And I think that the more we do that, the more that we have those thoughts, the more they're going to reflect on this confidence that is going to lead to less anxiety, less stress, more belief in ourselves, and our behavior is going to follow that. And then our brain feeds it all back in, and we're going to go, wow. Now, this is going to happen with weight loss because many of you are now starting low sugar and low flour protocols, and maybe some of you are starting fasting, and you're seeing the pounds start to change, the scale start to change. And so now you're starting to believe in the process. And when we get that process going, then we have confidence in that. We say, oh, wow, I can do this. I can do this. You know, this is going to help me get successful. And all of a sudden we start to say, wow, I can handle my emotions and I can handle my cravings and I can do this. I can, I can, I can absolutely do this. And then we have a powerful belief. So I don't think we've talked about this yet, but the whole uh, um, blocking, protecting your buttons. Oh, sure. And, and the reason I want to bring that up is because I, I can think of, of a day in particular when I, w I was feeling really good and I was feeling like I was, I was really having a lot of success and everything was going my way. And I had, a, I had an angry phone call with a loved one. And it just, it just blew it all up. All I, I, I just I wanted ice cream. I, I, was, I went through the pantry looking for something decadent to eat that I would never have even considered doing if I had stayed in my in my big brain. Mm -hmm. But that conversation just blew me back to my lizard brain and I couldn't 
it was like it was almost like I was blind. It was like I, I couldn't even think about it. I was so stuck in that angry phone call. Yeah. So what? How are some? Maybe am I getting ahead of here? Well, no. I, I think it's a it's a it's an appropriate place to talk about how if we have those organized beliefs that this I am a person who can handle angry phone calls or I am a person that can deal with stress. If we have that foundational belief, that fundamental belief that's so powerful and in every part of our lives is spread throughout our lives, I can cope with this, I can handle this. Then when we have those times, we can say, no, that's not who I am. You know, so that's what we want to do. But we also, and I think that we'll talk more about the defending of the buttons in future podcasts, but that's really about when other people press our buttons or want to make us feel a certain way. We have to learn how to manage that and see it coming and and anticipate that and then uh, pull off our best Ralph Macchio wax on, wax off to defend our buttons. And you'll understand that if you've read the manual, which you should all read the manual because it's an awesome manual. So, so I think that what we want to do is we want to build those thoughts into powerful beliefs. I got this. I can cope with this. So if we're going to get on the phone, say, okay, I remember, you know, I got to remember that I'm getting on the phone. It may be emotional, you know, and this, this is something that's going to be tough, but I can deal with this. And if we have that pre-thought, that pre-belief, then all of a sudden we're much less likely to react negatively to it. I think most of us don't have that pre-thought that we don't prime our brain. Well, I wasn't expecting it to be an angry conversation. Yeah. It was with a loved one and it was not, I thought it was just going to be a regular conversation and it just... Yeah. So now, now all of the loved ones that are listening to this podcast are wondering which person <laughs> had the angry interaction with Stacy that she is now worried about. No, and, no, I'm and not led her down the path like to the tonight dough. Yeah. Uh, ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> so no, whoever you are, you should feel very guilty that you yeah, caused right. that for no. Stacy. Now, one of the things I want to say about emotions and and. Stuff, Nobody, nobody can cause you to feel anything. Right. Nobody can do that to you. We have been taught lies about a lot of different things. And one of the thought, one of the lies that we've been told is, is that somebody else can cause us to feel something. That only can occur with your full permission and participation. You, yourself, and you control all of your emotions. Nobody can make you feel anything. If you, if somebody else is telling you something, it has to go through your filter and you have to accept that thing and say, I give myself permission to feel bad. Now, there are times when that's very appropriate, when you've done something wrong and you didn't realize you did something wrong, but now somebody's informing you, hey, you know what? You did this wrong or you, you and, and you want to feel bad about that and say, oh gosh, right. I'm sorry. You know, that, that really, you know, I, I'm, I'm hurt that you, that I did that to you and I want to apologize. That's that's appropriate. You accepted that in that situation, but you don't have to feel bad about anything. Um, you can choose to. Um, and I would hope that you're going to be a good judge of what you let through your filter and be a meaningful judge that says, you know what, I should feel bad about these this, this thing, or I should feel good about this thing, and or I choose not to feel. And Stacey, you, you always use the example about that. 
about the blue hair. Right, yeah, I think that's something that it so vividly illustrates how it is that your thoughts are really what cause your feelings. It's not what anyone says to you. So my the blue hair thing is if somebody were to walk up to me and say, hey, Stacy, you have the ugliest blue hair I've ever seen. Well, that's uh, not going to hurt my feelings because I don't have blue hair. It's just going to be one of those, um, okay, whatever you say moments, you know, I mean, you don't, you can't take that to heart. I think another example of that is um, people will say, well, what about when somebody dies? When somebody dies, you feel bad. And it's like, no, no, you don't feel bad when somebody dies. You feel bad when you know, when you think about that person dying, not when the person is dead. A person could have been dead for several hours before, a loved one could have been dead for several hours before you know about it. You don't feel bad about it until you have the thought. And by the way, I'm not saying you shouldn't feel bad when a loved one dies. Of course you should. But this is just a way to illustrate that you are feeling bad because of your thoughts about that happening. Right. It's not the fact that it happened. It's how you, how you think about what happened that makes and you sad. And some people may feel, may choose those thoughts about somebody who dies is saying, wow, I had the opportunity to know that person. And, and I we'll love feel, them. Right. And will feel wonderful about the fact that they they have now moved on in their life at the right time. Maybe right. a person that, you know, was no longer conscious or maybe struggling with pain or something like that. And they right. say, Wow, I'm so I'm so it glad. It was a blessing. It was and, a blessing. And, and, yeah, right. And those are those are wonderful, wonderful thoughts. All valid thoughts. Yeah. So what we're what we're getting at here is that we have the ability to manage our thoughts and therefore manage our emotions and manage our behavior. And the better that we do that, the better outcome we're going to have. And what we really want to do is we want to make sure that we're taking actively participating in this effort. Not don't do like what everyone else does and just kind of let your thoughts randomly control you. Do Which take is ownership. what I've been doing my whole life, Mike. I know. Well, in one, this 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 came up in the perfect podcast that yeah. we had that didn't get recorded. In that in that a psychologist does not do psychotherapy on his spouse. Um, that would be bad. I wasn't protocol. asking you to do psychotherapy. <laughs> I just thought maybe you could have shared those methods with me before now. But anyway. <laughs> Um, but I like good. you the way you are. Thank I want you. to keep you down in yeah, that chaotic mess. I think how much mess. better things could have been if I'd been controlling my thoughts all this time. But anyway. Right, sure. Yeah. But, I, but I do think that we need to think more like, and, and Stacey, you did a wonderful, passionate speech about being elite. And yeah. I really do think that we have to think more about like like a professional athlete every now and then. Because professional athletes and professional performers, they have had to learn exceptional mind control and cognitive behavioral principles to keep their mind in the right place. If they didn't, they would be crushed the second they dropped that first ball or lost that first game. Yes. And they have to, they have to manage their confidence so well, and they have to practice so hard on that, and, and the better they do that, the, the more successful, the more they're, successful they're, they're going to be. Because we all know that it is our mind that's going to control all of these other things. Mm -hmm. And we really have to do it um, in the right way. So really capture that power of your mind and really get it going and really emphasize it. And if you do that, you're off to the races. Now for your work stress, 
I want you to look at it and say, have coffee with it and say, what am I really stressed about? Yeah, what's really going on? What's really going on? And, what and, thought am I having? Yeah, and Stacy has done this to me before. She helps me. I don't help her. Um, but <laughs> she she has done that before. She's like, really, Mike, get a grip on this. You'll be fine. You're always fine. And she says, what are you most afraid of? And I'm like, well, that I'll, you know, it's just too much pressure or something like that. And she's like, yeah, you chose that. It's okay. You'll be fine. And when I hear that, I know it's true. And then I can say, you know what? I, I, and, and the other thing she says is, well, you can just say no to the next project and you'll be free up some time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I probably won't do that. No, nope, nope, he doesn't <laughs> say no. So, okay, but, but the key thing is, is we just want to be really good at what we're thinking. So this is episode 11. 11. And boy, I, I hope you guys are as excited about learning how to control your thoughts as we are because it's gonna, it really is going to transform your life. We are going to be thoughts all week long. Thoughts yeah. all week long. Thoughts and more thoughts. And, thoughts, and we're just going to be thinking Thoughtful about thoughts. things. Yeah, we're going gonna to be deep thoughts. Yeah. We're going to do deep. All right, well, have a great night. Episode 11 is now done. And remember, enjoy dining in.